What's up, everyone? Welcome to the same for Sports History for January 16th, 2024. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. Well, it is a Tuesday, and before we get into the debacle that was the Eagles season, this is the most appropriate quote for this team of all time today. But the quote of the day is, at the end of the road, there is always a mirror. And what that essentially means is when you come to the end of the road, you're face to face with only yourself and you got a decisions to make. You got to reflect on what you see, uh, be honest with yourself and just go from there. You either make the choice. Are you going to get better? You're going to just stop. Are you going to go backwards? Whatever you need to do. But at the end of the road, there is always a mirror. And I think that is the perfect quote to kind of sum up what's, this offseason is going to be for the Eagles. I think they need to have a lot of tough, serious questions. I mean, it starts with the coach. I, I mean, I was not on board with this, and I said I wanted to see what this game was, but that it was just a brutal, brutal showing, and I, I don't know if he lost them. They're saying the right things. I saw Reddick was saying – I'll be honest, I didn't watch too much of the the after the post-game stuff, but Reddick supported him. We, Jalen Hurts kind of gave a, a indirect support to the coach. Uh, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's time to get somebody else in there because they're too damn talented to not to do what they've done. And I, I think you need to sit down, and I think Howie and Jeffrey Lurie need to have a, a – very serious look themselves in the mirror and, and say what are we going to do with this there's a lot of questions I mean the fact that they did not run the ball Tampa Bay one of the worst rushing defenses in the league they were coming after Jalen Hurts non-stop why not run the ball when they were early in the game they were having success with it I have no idea why they they, they stopped that um, and I mean they're lucky that this game was not worse than it was because of some of those drops I mean, I don't know. So, I mean, that that to me is coaching, whether that's Brian Johnson, Nick Sirianni, both. I, I don't know. Defensively, they this falls on Howie. You need linebackers. Look at when the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017. They had Nigel Bradham. Uh, kind of leading that guy. They had Jordan Hicks. They had guys that weren't necessarily all pro superstar linebackers, but guys that were solid that, that could get the job done. Last year, they, they had solid guys that TJ Edwards, they let walk. And he played outstanding in Chicago this year. So that, that to me is what you need. The guys just plugging in and playing. I mean, it's something that going back to the Andy Reid days has hurt this team. When they first let Trotter go, like I've never seen an organization that is so dead set against a position that costs them consistently and they do nothing about it. Whether or not they do that, I, I don't know, but that was on full display. And I mean, the secondary, I mean, Bradbury's done and he's just terrible. And he's here for, I think, his contract legitimately is through 2025 but then there's a bunch of dead cap space at the end of that and i mean it's going to cost him a shit ton to to cut him 
Uh, but I, so likely he's going to be back next year. I, I mean, and that's that's sad. Slay, I, I haven't heard an update on his injury, but he played terrible. And I mean, I, I I'm just over him anyway. Like, shut up and just you know what? It doesn't matter if you had a great game if your team gets blown out, dumbass. Like. I'm over his whole shtick, his whole thing. Big play? No, you're not big play, Slay. You're no play, Slay. Um, you got burnt a couple times yesterday. You were one of the beneficiaries of some of those drops yesterday, too. Mike Evans burnt you on the one. And probably a better throw by Baker or a better effort by Mike Evans. You just got burnt for a touchdown, dude. And your tackling was atrocious, too. Like, I've never seen worse tackling. Uh, I and, and like this has been a consistent thing over this the six, past six weeks, and I, I really feel like that is coaching. Um, they were talking about like some of the guys were saying Slay, like it was tough to to tra- tra- uh, switch coordinators halfway through the season. I don't know, but Matt Patricia certainly is not the answer. The fact that Matt Patricia is the same guy that gave like Nick Foles had like. A ridiculous day in the Super Bowl against. I mean, I I don't know. They need help on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they have some draft picks and and they can definitely get get there. But I mean, th- this team showed no heart, and I hate to say that because I know some of the players hate when ex players on the radio and things like that. They hate when people question that. But this team did not show up to play. The only person on that team that showed up to play that gave any effort was Devontae Smith, and I, I, that's it. I mean, Goddard showed a little bit bit of fiery there, yelling at Hurts, which good. I, I like that. I need more of that. I need Hurts being the guy that's yelling, though. I don't need Goddard being the one, but, I mean, good. Like, I don't think anybody's safe. Lane Johnson said something along those lines that, like, he the body language, and I, I don't know. Um, I mean, we got to figure out with Hurts. I mean, next year is a make-or-break year for him. I, I mean, is this the year that Howie drafts a quarterback in like the second or third round? I mean, is Hurts was he hurt this year? Was his knee that messed up this year that really impacted his season, or is he just overrated? To have teams figured him out, I, I, I mean, he he did not. He looked so uncomfortable. So, so I mean, there's a this offseason is big for him. Uh, and and again, like I talked about it the, last week on the Clashing Conferences podcast, but the question was asked, like, why do we give up so easily? Did you not see this? Like, sure, Nick Sirianni, Sirianni took us to a Super Bowl, but he, he didn't not coach well this year. Sure, Jalen Hurts was the MVP candidate and led us to a Super Bowl last year, but he certainly didn't play with play like it this year. Not when it mattered the most late in the season. So don't give me, oh, well, you guys give up now. Like, we have high expectations, and I mean, I'm not saying get rid of the whole bunch, but I think you got to question whether or not Sirianni is the coach for this team, and I certainly think next year Jalen Hurts is on the hot seat for quarterback of this team. I mean, he, I I mean, does he have a bounce back year? I I know they're investing a lot of money in it, but that's not my concern. If they're not going to be able to win with him, I need to know that. So uh, I'm not saying they need to draft somebody because God only knows they need enough help in other places, especially the defense. But, I mean, it's worth asking. I mean, and if you get a backup in here that maybe can push him a little bit, good. I, I mean, I, so, I mean, you have that. Um, and I mean, no heart. I mean, they got 
that I just don't understand. And like you are an NFL coaching staff, you had zero answer for for the blitz that Tampa was running. Like, come on, and like everybody knew they were blitzing, like basically every single play, and you had nothing, absolutely nothing. And like the one third and two, I was on a couple different text chains, and one of the te- I forget at this point which one. They were like, "Why, are you, why are you throwing it deep, twenty yards when it's fourth and two or third and two, whatever it was?" And that was I, I actually that was the probably the best, most intelligent play call they had. It th- was to go deep on that. They just called the shittiest play. Like, why do you have Goddard and? Devonte Smith running like a crossing route on the sideline. That's the one where if you know they're coming, you you move Goddard to the other side. And sorry, I just hit the mic because I'm so fired up. You move Goddard to the other side, run Devonte, and just lob it up to him and let him outrun the guy. Like I don't know why they didn't do more of that. I mean, especially if they're blitzing, they're, they're, you got single cover. Like I, I mean, and again, that's on the coaching. So I mean, I. I, I expect some heads to roll for this. I mean, and, and I will say, at one point, it became laughable. It, it, like, you knew. Like, it was a comedy of errors. You knew what was going to happen at one point in that game. And it was just a matter of what, take your pick your poison. What's going to happen? And, I mean, God, I hate Tampa. And, like, maybe I'm in the minority on this. And um, I, I – I, I don't even know what the question of the day is going to be because I just got on here and started ranting and I'm kind of putting this off. But, I mean, to me, Tampa is one of my top three hated rivals. I mean, you got Dallas, the Giants, and maybe Tampa. I mean, because Washington has been so bad for so long. Um, but I, I don't know. And it, I mean, this collapse, it's comparable to the 64 Phillies. I mean, a 10-1 record with the lead they had and the inside track they had after 11 games – is comparable to the 64 Phillies dropping, blowing a six-game lead with 12 games left. I mean, it, it might because the NFL is completely different and it's one game a week, this is probably a bigger collapse in the 64 Phillies. So somewhere in their grave, Gene Mock and the 64 Phillies and Robin Roberts and all those guys are, are like, you know what? Jim Bunning, maybe not Robin Roberts, Jim Bunning, they're all like, they're, they're popping champagne because they're off the hook in Philly now because it's no longer the collapse of the 64 Phillies, the the, the fold as they call it. That is not the greatest collapse in, in Philly sports history. This is up there in the biggest collapse in sports history, period. Certainly Philly, but it's the 2023 Eagles now. 10-1, and one, and you, can't, you only win one more game, and, it, and it's not even the losing, I think. That's the worst. It's how they lost. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. And there's no excuse for it. It's embarrassing. Every single person in that locker room should be embarrassed. Like, I don't want to hear about blah, blah, blah. No. You all should be embarrassed. You let yourselves down. You let the city down. I'm embarrassed. I rooted for this team. I put myself out there for the past six, seven weeks thinking, all right, the get right spot is going to come. You made me look like an idiot. And I, I apologize if you were betting some of the bets I made and you lost money. I, I was losing it right there with you. And, of course, I, I took the over and they lo- lost the over by a hook. But it, it's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed to be a fan of this team right now. That's how bad this is. You are the laughing stock 
of the NFL, of the sports world. So his head's damn well better roll. I mean, once I have time to process and kind of reevaluate and think things, I'll be more articulate tomorrow. But this is just complete anger, disgust, embarrassment, like absolutely ridiculous. And I mean, and and I know there's people out there. Well, at least the Cowboys. Who cares? Like it, to me, what the Cowboys did the other, I don't care about that. I care about this team. I care about the fact that we played like absolute dog shit for the past month and a half. 10 and 1, and you played like this. So don't give me, oh, the Cowboys lost. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in a couple weeks I'll care about that. But right now, like, this is like post mortem. This is the, the aftermath. This is like giving the, the eulogy for this team. And there's nothing good to say about this team. All of the goodwill that they built up early in the season and coming off of last year, gone. When you play like that absolute ass, for six, seven weeks in a row, you lose all that. So I don't want to hear, oh, well, fit. No. Every single one of them sucked. They all should be ashamed. They all should be embarrassed from the way they played. And yet, right before I got on, I saw the Jason Kelsey's retiring. Great. And, and like, it is what it is. I'll be give a Jason Kelsey appreciation post, post at a later date. But right now, I'm not in the mood. I don't care if you retire. Good. They all should retire. That's how bad they played. And again, nothing against Kelsey. I'll, I'll deal with that later. But like they all, like I, I hope they all retire and they just draft a whole new expansion team. That's how bad it is. Get rid of them all. Start from scratch. That's how bad it is. And yes, this is an emotion and I'm ranting, so I'm going to stop it now because I have no idea what I'm even talking about. But that's how angry this team has me right now. God. So back to the quote of the day. At the end of every road, there's always a mirror. And every single person in that Eagles locker room needs to look in that mirror and question. Starting with Jeffrey Lurie all the way down to Big Dom and the cafeteria staff. They all need to question themselves. What have they done to make themselves better than they were yesterday? Because I'll tell you what, past seven weeks, it's absolutely nothing. They've done nothing to get better. In fact, they've taken eight steps backwards. So look yourselves in the mirror and figure it the fuck out. Alright. Help me out here. Go to my YouTube channel. Jimbo underscore Mont. Subscribe. Let's get those subscribers up over 100. So you can hear more rants like that. But we gotta. Let's get it up. Because it opens up more doors. And we're going to find out. Like talk radio shows, show hosts always say. It's better. It's good for ratings when the team is bad. Well we're going to find out. Because I'm fired up. And I got a laundry list of things to talk about. Over the next few weeks. So buckle up, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Let's get it up over 100. Jimbo underscore Mott. While the Eagles were shitting the bed, you miss a good Flyers game. Another good win for the Flyers. That's four straight after they went in that little slump. They're now in second place in the Metropolitan Division. Two points out of first place. They might quite possibly be the best team in Philadelphia right now. It's them and the, or the Sixers just because of how much potential they have and an excitement with them. Um, Sixers are back in action tonight against Denver. Good win against the Rockets yesterday, 124-115. Joe extended his 30-10 and 10 streak to 16. Uh, Tyrese added 27 points and 7 assists. They certainly are a different team with Joe, and I think that's the problem, which to me means 
I don't know if they need another superstar necessarily at the trade deadline, but they need a contributing role player that can step up and help Maxi and help those guys out because Toby is so inconsistent. Kelly Oubre is inconsistent. They need somebody that, that Tyrese can kind of rely on consistently when Joe's out, but excited to see that game tonight. Hopefully it'll break... It won't, but hopefully it'll help ease and dull the pain from this Eagles season. But good good matchup against Denver, the defending champs tonight. Uh, go to Philly Goat. Pitchers and catchers are around the corner. Get your belief shirt. you got to believe in something since you can't believe in the Eagles anymore. Maybe you believe in the Sixers. Maybe you believe in the Flyers. Maybe it's the Phillies coming up. I don't know. But get your belief shirt and check out those shoes. Pretty soon, what the snow. I know we woke up to some snow today. No school for the kids. But... Pretty soon it's going to be sure weather. Get the, these these lo, the, the loafers will be great to wear on the boardwalk down to the beach. Get a couple different pair. Uh, they're, they're, the 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 Philly fanatic ones are just phenomenal. I, I mean, just go get them. Check them out. Phillygoat.com. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery for ten percent off of your order. That's Phillygoat.com. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery for ten percent off of your order. All right, before I get into today's uh, This Day in Philly Sports History, I, I do have to mention, I don't even know what I'm going to do for the question of the day yet, but the, the text line was blowing up with people just venting about this Eagles team and how terrible they are, fired Nick Sirianni, all of that. So I, I think today's the question of the day. I think we need this. It did feel very therapeutic for me to kind of get that rant off. Question of the day is, how are you feeling about this Eagles team? 267-495-8531. Let it all out, man. We're here. This is a community service thing today. Let it all out. Just get your frustration. We did it for Festivus, the, the airing of grievances. Just get your frustration out. If you need to call and leave a voicemail just screaming, do that. 267-495-8531. What are your feelings right now on the, the state of the Eagles? Uh, because, I mean, I know the State of the Union's coming up. I don't have a good feeling about the state of this team. Like, th- they're barely in the state of Pennsylvania. So 267-495-8531. Let me know what the state of the Eagles team is. Vent. Get your frustrations out. Let's do it. All right, today we're going to go back to 2001. And on January 16, 2001, Dewan Wagner, while playing for Camden High, scored 100 points in the 100, in a 157-67 win over Candy, Camden County Tech, the Gloucester Township campus. Dewan shot 42 for 61, including 10 three-pointers and six free throws uh, to score his 100 we all know about Wilt in Philly, his 100-point game when he was playing for the Warriors. Uh, in high school, he had the record for Philly Public League with 80, but Linda Page beat that in 1981 when she scored 100 for the city record. Obviously, DeWan's 100 points was the record for the state of New Jersey. DeWan would go on to set the New Jersey state scoring record, uh, won whatever, I forget the exact name of the title, but whatever basically Mr. Basketball in New Jersey was that year. He was a McDonald's High School All-American, High School Player of the Year in 2001, would go on to play at Memphis for Coach John Calipari, had a pretty solid freshman year. They won the NIT. And then in that offseason, Calipari in in an odd move, and everybody gets on Calipari for this, including me, about the one and done. And all he did, Calipari really, was he played the system and did what the system allowed. 
But what he did for Dewan Wagner is pretty cool when he was at Memphis, ripped up his scholarship and said, you're going to the pros because he knew he needed the money. He knew he was lottery pick talent, uh, top 10 talent. Uh, and he knew he, his family and he could really use the money. So he ripped up his con- or, uh, scholarship and said, no, you're going and almost forced him because Devon Wagner was actually going to go back for his sophomore season at Memphis. Worked out well. He was drafted number six by the Cavs. Unfortunately, injuries and some health issues throughout his career cut it short. Uh, he had, I uh, forget the exact diagnosis, but but issues with digestion and just ne- played like three or four seasons in the NBA and just can never get it going, but was able to get that, that lottery pick contract thanks to Coach Calipari. His son now currently plays for Coach Cal at Kentucky, DeWan Wagner Jr., uh, playing this I think he's a freshman this year so it kind of it's funny to see how that goes full circle but on this day in 2001 Dewan Wagner scored 100 points while playing for Camden High against Camden County Tech the Gloucester Township campus we'll go on to start at Memphis for a year before being drafted number six overall by the Cleveland Cavaliers Finally today, our free agent who had a fresh start in Philly. Hopefully there are some of them coming to the Eagles this year because God only knows they certainly need it, is Jim Tomey. He signed a six-year, $85 million contract with the Phillies back in 2003 because he thought they were close to winning a title. Wasn't necessarily far off. Uh, In 2003, had a phenomenal year. The last year at the vet, 47 homers, 131 RBI. Came back to the opening of Citizens Bank Park with fifty or forty-two home runs and one hundred and five RBI. He played most or missed most of two thousand five because he was injured. Meanwhile, Ryan Howard at the time was tearing up minor league pitching, and it was kind of because Tomei was there. The Phillies, he always came up in trade rumors. The Phillies didn't want to get rid of him, but he was blocked because Tomei was at first base. The injury allowed Ryan Howard to kind of come in he ended up winning rookie of the year which made Jim Tomei expendable but there was a no trade clause in his contract and this is a very thing that I don't know how publicized this was back then but Jim Tomei's mom had passed away and he was worried about his dad uh Tomei was from the Chicago area and asked the Phillies if they could try to trade him to either the Cubs or the White Sox the White Sox ended up obliging, so he did get traded to Chicago to be uh, the White Sox to be closer to his dad, which I think was a real solid, cool thing for the Phillies to do. Um, and again, I don't know if that was really all of that, um, what you call it, uh, publicized or whatever, but it was pretty cool. He did come back late in his career, play a few games, uh, but parts of four season, he had 101 homers, 281 RBIs, helped open Citizens Bank Park, instantly became a fan favorite, did hit his 400th career home run with the Phillies, uh, but really was an integral part in opening up Citizens Bank Park, putting butts in the seats, and really changing the 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 mindset of the Phillies. Cause you remember this is around the time when Scott Rowland said they're not going to spend money. They treated themselves as a small market club. So paying that big money for Jim Tomey really kind of changed the perception of the team moving into the new stadium. And basically he was the forefather to leading to get, um, 
the championship in 2008. And I don't remember who came first, whether it was Charlie Manuel came first or Jim Tomey came first. But the two of them were, were, were very close and, and tied together. So the fact that we got one is what helped get the other. And we know Charlie ended up helping us win the World Series. So today's free agent who had a fresh start in Philly is Jim Tomey. On this day in 2001, DeJuan Wagner scored 100 points while playing for Camden High. And a side note on that, he had it with like four minutes left in the third quarter too, so or fourth quarter. So there was still time, and I think they ended up pulling him to not, quote-unquote, run up the score, uh, even though they won by like 90. Uh, but Sixers in action tonight against the Nuggets. Be sure to give me a call on the text or the voice and text line 267-495-8531 vent your frustration what is your what is the current state of this Eagles team where do we go from here let me know what you're thinking i'll have more as it starts to to get better and feel better but i'm pissed i am absolutely pissed I, i'm pissed at the team i'm pissed at myself for believing in them i'm frustrated that i believe in them. i'm embarrassed and there's plenty of blame to go around. It should be an interesting couple days here. And then furthermore, an interesting off season as we, we go, <sighs> let me know what you're thinking. Two, six, seven, four, nine, five, eight, five, three, one. Remember at the end of every road, there's an, always a mirror, look in the mirror and self-reflect and do what you need to do to become a better person. I'm hoping that every single person down to the cafeteria staff does that at the NovaCare complex today. We'll see. Be safe if you're out driving in the snow. It's still a little slick before the snow stops and the sun comes out. But this has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery. Go have yourselves a Tuesday. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.